Welcome to the 401k Marketing Podcast. Are you ready to be the go-to expert in the retirement plan community? Listen in as we share ideas, resources, and best practices that you can use to professionalize your firm, demonstrate your authority, and earn more 401k business. You want to serve your clients, but you know the financial planning system you use is outdated and inefficient. Where do you go? Rebecca Hourhead's guest has an option. Rob Cook explains the Elements Financial Monitoring System and the way it empowers you to embrace a holistic approach to your process. Rebecca, tell us more. Hey, Rob. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Rebecca. Really appreciate the invitation. I heard about Elements, I want to say it maybe was like a year ago. Mm-hmm. I was, for everyone here, I was scrolling through Instagram and I happened to notice this this post that stood out, black background, bright colors, neon, and it's financial services. And my Instagram feed is primarily cooking shows, how to be a good partner, how to how to be a good mother. I love wrapping presents. So like how to wrap presents fun and interestingly. Yeah. So that's what my normal Instagram, okay. except all of a sudden this post pauses. I go, what is this? Oh, that's interesting. Financial services. How did you find me? <laughs> well, I'll leave that up to the magic of our marketing wizard. Yeah. <laughs> and then fast forward, I see it over and over again. And I went, all right, I'm going to find out more. And so that lead to our conversation, Rob, where you and I have spoke a couple different times and I was fascinated by your offering. But for everyone who's listening here today, can you provide a quick overview of what is Elements and how your firm helps people garner a better financial picture of their life? Yeah. Great question. So Elements, if I were to do like an elevator pitch, it's like Elements is a financial planning and monitoring tool designed to enable advisors to provide advice at scale profitably. That's like the general elevator pitch. But I prefer to actually use like more of an analogy. So for all your listeners out there, two questions for you. Number one, have you ever spent time with a prospective client only to find out after you've sunk in who knows how much time with them that they're not a good fit? Probably everyone. Yeah. You say probably all of us. And I say all of us because I was a financial advisor for three and a half years before I joined Elements. And I can't tell you how many times this happened. Or when was the last time you were referred someone by someone who trusted, but you realized fairly quickly that they're probably not a good client right now, but could be great in the future. What do you do with those clients? Do you just serve them pro bono? Do you let your A client subsidize your services to them now and give them all the exact same thing? The short answer for what do we do here at Elements is that we help solve both of those problems. Number one, from a growth perspective and you're trying to meet new clients, Elements is a scalable planning solution for those who want to lead first with planning to make it really super easy to be able to determine whether or not someone is worth pursuing as a client. And then secondly, we help firms create true tiered service offerings so that your A clients don't have to subsidize your C clients anymore. Make it possible so that you can have some sort of an offering that could nurture maybe those planned participants in those 401ks that you know you should be serving and that you've set up some sort of ongoing office hours with, and you want to use it to develop relationships eventually from an individual wealth perspective, but it just takes so much time. It's so unprofitable on the front end. Just hoping to have some sort of relationship one day. Elements could help you have a system and a process in place that would enable you to provide planning at scale. Not talking like, Everything's templated and everything's generic here, but lower your personal cost of service so much so that you don't have to do so much of the administrative data entry, the data upkeep, the analysis, all that sort of stuff that is important, but could be done 
probably a bit more efficiently so that you can spend more si- more time on the human side of things, having a conversation, providing the advice and connect one-on-one with a human yes. being. So a lot of the heavy lifting is done by the person themselves. So instead of the advisor collect sitting down, having those conversations, writing out in the fact binder, your checking account, your brokerage account, your credit card statements, your loans, your house, you know, how much yep. you have your mortgage, that person could enter all that data themselves. So they're prepared for the conversation. And now the advisor can walk in with a full card deck, deck of cards, yeah. deck of cards, so that way they can speak with them and say, okay, let's jump the conversation to the next step and talk about goals, objectives, long-term plans. And I already have the base information so I can speak from a point of knowledge. Correct. And then you combine that with the power of the software to number one, make that initial process very smooth and very easy, but then also to follow up and fill in any gaps over time so that you don't have to comprise all these emails of the back and forth. I still need this and I still need that. And can you give me this document and give me this detail? Elements will just handle that for you and do it in a way that works with human behavior and not against it to make it a pulling teeth exercise here. That'd be really helpful, especially with participants. So if you have a room of, let's say, 20 employees and as the advisor standing up there providing great education about what's going on with the plan, market volatility, updates, inflation, broth versus pre-tax, how to save examples on deferrals over time, you could also offer as a cross-selling opportunity or cross-conversation. I don't think cross-selling yeah. is the right word, but cross-conversation opportunity that they could you could offer, say, use the Elements platform, upload your information, and then we can sit down and have a one-to-one dialogue that's based on your specific questions. And it's yeah. an easy lift for that person. Yeah. All the advisor really needs to do is show up and look at the scorecard beforehand. It can be oh. that easy. <clears throat> New set of buzzwords, scorecard. So we're going to get to that in just a sec. Because that is what caught my attention originally on Instagram in between my gift wrapping. Colorful scorecard. So let's rewind the clock just a little bit. Tell us the origin story of Elements. You've shared it with me before, Rob. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, And I think the listeners here today would benefit from it as well. Yeah. So our founder, Reese Harper, he was a financial advisor as well. He and one other gentleman had started a firm called Dentist Advisors here in the greater Salt Lake City area. And they specifically were serving the niche of dentists, hence the name of their company. Well, inevitably, what comes with serving dentists is also associate dentists. Those dentists who may not be the practice owners yet. Maybe they don't have that traditional large set of liquid assets ready for the advisor to manage. Or maybe they have a bit more actually complex scenario because they've got student loans to manage as as well as income coming in from their other sources and they're buying their first homes and their first cars and they're having children and they have all sorts of questions, all sorts of things they need answers for. But there was no efficient way in which to either relay that information or get the information necessary to answer those questions efficiently and also no service model in which to actually build them and do so in a profitable way. And so Reese and his team kind of put their heads together and they initially envisioned this idea of baseball card kind of thing for each dentist associate. Like, hey, these are your stats. And this kind of helps us answer your questions and be more efficient about this and kind of keep you up to date what's going on as time changes and kind of nurture them eventually until they're ready to become the traditional type of client for their core offering. So he created this initially in a series of spreadsheets. It was almost 10 years ago at this point. It was received very well by all the clients. All of a sudden, they had a profitable way in which to actually serve all these clients, and they had a system and a process and all these things that were really became really powerful. Other advisors heard about it. And so Reese's advisor buddy said, hey, can we use your spreadsheets? And he goes, sure, why not? 
I can create a licensing deal. Why not? So we licensed some spreadsheets to some people. They said, this is awesome. Do you have a technology solution for this? This would be way better if it wasn't just sitting in a bunch of Excel spreadsheets. He said, no, not yet. <laughs> then he went out and spent about a quarter million dollars of his own money to get a beta tested, the beta version of an iOS app with the system built into it. And that was a few years back. And then all of a sudden I was like, all right, well, this is starting to some actual traction. This could become its own thing. And about two years ago, we spun out of dentist advisors, became our own entity. And now we are selling the software around the country to people. And it's removed some of the dentist specific aspects of it. So it's a more general offering for the whole market, but still has that same power to enable you to quickly and efficiently be able to answer clients' questions, quickly and easily be able to understand their financial situation and be able to create some form of a service offering that serves them in a really impactful way. It's both what I like to call high touch and high tech, yet still profitable for your business. Thanks, Rob. That's a great background story on Elements. One thing from the design standpoint, you can still see that scorecard element, that baseball card. And thanks for explaining that. I, now that you say it, I can actually visually see it. When I was looking at the scorecards, one of the features that caught my attention was, especially in the retirement plan space, planning the outcome of it, was it gave away the secret sauce. How many mm. years can I live comfortably on what I have saved? And it yep. literally would say you can live 12.6 years comfortably on what you have saved. And I think for so many people, that question of, okay, I have this nest egg. What is it? What is, how do I break that down? And that's a common yeah. question in the retirement plan space is we talk about this large number, your retirement number, you know, that million dollar number. What does it mean? Like a normal person, like an average yeah. person who's every day going to work 52 weeks a year, collecting a paycheck. And that's what I really enjoyed about the elements scorecards was it said it in number form in really bright, big, bold letters. Tell us more about the scorecards across because there's many of them and they're all yeah. different. So give us a high level of that. Yeah. So the element scorecard can really, it has 12 elements of financial health and it can really be broken into three main categories. The first are your risk scores. This is not like a, a risk life score telling you what their risk tolerance is, but this is more like we have an insurance rate to give you an idea of whether or not they have generally adequate insurance coverage in terms of general life insurance, disability, and enrollment policy coverage. It'll look at their equity allocation across their portfolio, but it's not going to say this is a risk tolerance. We're even building out things right now for it to start to look at the estate document mm -hmm. aspects to say, hey, do we have a will? Do we have an estate planning attorney? When was the last time we had some sort of beneficiary review? When was the last time we reviewed those trust documents once we have them in place? And we don't want it to go too long. And it just becomes a quick, easy way to assess general risks across a client's financial health. The second line is our cash flow. The second category is the cash flow category. It's looking at, okay, how much are we paying to service our debts on an annual basis? How much are we actually trying saving on an annual basis? How much are we paying in our taxes on an annual basis? And how much are we then spending? Because in theory, the four of those should add up to 100%. And we all know that clients have no idea what they spend. But what if we had a really fast, easy way in which we could objectively say, okay, based off the information you told me, that's accounting for about 80% of your income. Where's the other 20%? I don't know. I guess this is probably in spending, right? <laughs> What's a quick way to do a cash flow analysis without having to do a three-hour budgeting process? And then the last section of the scorecard is the asset mix score. And that's where this retirement 
uh, number is held actually that you referenced to Rebecca. Mm. And the asset mix score is basically trying to take the net worth of a client and break it up in such a way it's easy for them to understand, hey, where are the buckets that I'm actually creating wealth over time? And does that make sense for my long-term goals? So in theory, we really break it up into four buckets, our liquid assets, qualified assets, real estate equity, and business equity. And they can pull it all together in what we call total term. Now, all of those scores are actually divided by current spending because at the end of the day, whether or not you're creating wealth is a combination of two factors, both the growth of the assets, that million dollar number you referenced, and whether or not we don't let lifestyle creep get out of control. Because even if you reach the million dollar number, if you're spending $100,000 a year, that ain't going to last you very long. <laughs> we all know that. A 10% withdrawal rate makes no absolutely no sense. <laughs> but for most people, if you tell them you're on a 10% withdrawal rate, you can't retire. And they go, okay, that doesn't mean anything. But in elements, if you go, your total term score is a 10, that means you have 10 years, assuming just based off of today's values, that you can live off those assets. Do you think you can retire? They'd go, no, definitely not. But if you're sitting there with a 65-year-old and the total term score instead, say, a 35 or a 30, 3.3% withdrawal rate, you go, you could live for 35 years. Now, as a good advisor, hopefully I could invest and make it last a little bit longer. But like 35 years for a 65-year-old, most of them would say, whew, that's more than enough. I don't want to live past 100. <laughs> All of a sudden, there's so much more peace of mind for your clients because we're not talking returns. We're not worried about the markets. We're looking at this, this is how long. They're right here. That's all I got to worry about. We're just going to watch that over time. So it's really, really, really powerful. So I feel like a lot of people have a gut reaction to, I feel like I can retire. I could do this. And then that they don't have any numbers behind it. Yeah. And then if you show them in very bright, colorful numbers, this is what the math translates to. It's either going to, it both ways, it's going to settle that gut reaction. Mm -hmm. Good way. Like, awesome. I I thought I could. It wasn't positive, but thank you. I really appreciate this. Or on the other side of the fence, which is, oh, okay, what can I do to make sure that yeah. how can I get that number up? How can yeah. I retire? So it changes this conversation where now the person has a call to action to adjust certain things in their life. So that way, and then the gamification side of it says, I want that number to be higher. So it almost gives exactly. them a tug and pull to say, let's do this. Like, how do we work together to make that an yeah. achievable goal? Yeah, that's one of the things I love about it is the gamification. Not that we are trying, we definitely don't want to be like a Robin Hood here, but as Carl Richards puts it, we want to play righteous tricks on people that help them get to the the goals and outcomes that they want anyways. So let's use our own human reptile brain or however you want to describe it, right? That who wants to win, who wants to score, who wants to do all those things to our benefit, to help us reach those long-term goals and have better overall financial health. All right. So let's jump ahead and okay. talk about the product design standpoint. Mm, I think okay. you guys, I think you know this already. Pre-COVID, the average person spent around two hours a day staring at their phones. Now, post, post-ish COVID, uh, the average person spends four hours a day staring at their phones. Four hours. Crazy because we're on our computers and then we're on our phones and then we're watching TV. So I don't know how many, how many we're sleeping. Point of my story. Four hours a day on our phones. And the Elements team, when you designed your app, you did mobile-first technology. So it's a mobile-first user experience. So tell us about that and why Elements chose to do mobile-first. There's a couple of reasons for that. The very first one is because we tried to start by designing this 
for the client first. So many of our planning tools out there are great tools, but they're built for the advisor. They're not built for the client. So inevitably, it feels like a clunky experience to a client. It feels confusing. It can be difficult to get clients to engage with us in the planning process because of that. And so we said, okay, if the idea is advice at scale here, we have got to find a way to connect with the clients quickly and easily. Got to make it kind of fun. Got to make it beautiful. Make it an enjoyable experience every time they engage with the software. Therefore, we'll be able to get the byproduct of scale for the user. And so we had to begin with them in mind is the first thing. And the second thing was just taking advantage of those trends, right? Let's be real. The days where you're going to force a client to go to the desktop, if you're still doing that, I'm sorry, you're like 20 years behind at this point. Like you have to have some form of like mobile application. And I don't mean that to be rude or mean, but it's just the reality of it. You go and look at any of the studies that are out there showing what does a client expect of their advisor? What is the expectation for the service from our advisors? Guys, it, it is no longer acceptable to just come into the office and sit down. We're going to fill out a bunch of paperwork. That might still work for some of your clients, but it's not going to work much longer. And so we thought, all right, let's try and create something then that we think the client wants. That's going to meet them already where they're at. They're there on their phone four hours a day. Let's find a way to interact with them on two minutes or less that engages them and pulls them in and gets the outcomes that we're hoping for both the advisor and for them long-term. It is a win. For us, it was no brainer to choose to go mobile. Awesome. All right, Rob, as always, it was a joy talking to you today. For the listeners who want more information and to contact you, how do they do that? Yeah, you can feel free to reach out to me at rob.cook at getelements.com. If you'd like to learn more, I'll also uh, leave a link for if you want to check it out and do a demo together. I'll give Rebecca, I'll give you a link for you can come in and grab a time on my calendar and we can have a further conversation about it. Awesome. Well, as always, thank you so much. Great talking with you today and looking forward to learning more about Elements and the as you continued success. Thank you. And Rebecca, how can listeners reach you? Oh, please reach out to me directly, Rebecca at 401k-marketing.com and looking forward to it. And follow this podcast for updates on marketing successes and new ideas. Of course, please share with others as well. Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much for listening to today's 401k marketing podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of our guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of 401k marketing. The content has been available for informational and educational purposes only. We hope you enjoyed.